tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And the world of brand experience is certainly changing right now. And it's changing on the inside from the standpoint of customer service and training. And it's changing on the outside. Yeah, when was the last time you said, I'd like to talk to the manager? No, you probably just left a Yelp review and (laughs) changed your review on Google rather than talking to the manager. And that's why we want to talk to our guest today about that changing experience for the customer and how we can address that. My guest is Adam Alfia, and his company is Real-Time Feedback. Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Great to be here. Yeah, and as we think about creativity in the context of creating a brand, I mean, the experience is paramount. How have you seen with your clients and in your industries that you work with the changes in that experience? Brands spend a lot of money. You know, the, the customer acquisition cost is so high now. People are bombarded with messages. And it finally, when a customer chooses to do business with you, a lot of times they're let down by that experience because, you know, an hourly employee doesn't understand what the brand stands for, doesn't really care about their job, and then lets that customer down. And that reflects poorly on that on that customer. And now you've had a chance to really wow that customer and it's gone. Like they say, you only have one chance to make first impression. And if you don't nail it every time, you know, customers are finicky, they'll go somewhere else. Or worse, they'll go ahead and leave a negative review online. So we built a, a platform called Real-Time Feedback that lets you very easily communicate with upper management, take care of the issue while usually while you're on site and give that manager a way to know about your issue, number one. That's the most important thing. And two, respond to you and take care of it. So we, we like to say, give them help before they yelp. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, the old sign that used to say, if you like it, you know, tell a friend if you don't like it. Please speak with the manager. Yeah, exactly. Uh, There you go. Well, and particularly with your background, you know, and you describe this as good for either the local corner auto shop all the way up to the Fortune 500 brands like Infinity and Mitsubishi and Ford. How is this really, let's go back to the brand. How do you think this is contributing to the brand building for clients? So, you know, everything ends up with a an experience in a brick and mortar location, usually. You know, there's obviously online experience as well. But when the customer chooses to walk into a place of business, you have to really give them a reason to come back and to keep coming. And if they have a negative experiences, there's, you know, probably three or four other competitors chomping at the bit to get their business. So when that customer walks across your your threshold of your door and, and now they're in your world, you really have to do a lot to keep them engaged, keep them happy. And, you know, if they're not happy, you have to make it very easy for them to let someone know. So, you know, as you know, you know, the the younger generation is growing up behind the screens. So their face-to-face communication skills aren't like older people. For example, when I grew up, there wasn't any cell phones. It was, you know, best you had a beeper if you're lucky. (laughs) But when you have everything you know, interaction behind whether it's, you know, Facebook, TikTok, text messaging, my kids almost never answer my calls anymore. So when you have them grow up in an interaction space where they're they're not communicating face to face, and then they go out in the work 
workforce. They don't recognize when a customer is unhappy. It's very easy. I also own a, a chain of restaurants and you can sit and look at, at a table at any table and really tell if that customer, if you know what to pick up on, is happy with their food, happy with the atmosphere, just by looking at their face or mannerisms, et cetera. The younger generation really doesn't have those skills. And when a customer is upset, they don't really have the empathy and understand how to react to that. So giving them an opportunity for that customer to now engage with management and say, hey, I'm not having a great experience or you guys need to fix that. You guys need to fix this. It really opens up the door for how do I help make the place that I want to visit a better place, solve my issue and really leave a happy customer. A lot of customer companies are really trying to do that after the fact through surveys and et cetera. But when was the last time you filled out a survey and somebody actually called you and said, hey, I want to discuss your survey. How can we get you back? And you know, Please. I always check that box. You want to be yeah. called? I say, sure, why not? You know, if I can no. help you out and the hotel never calls me. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's strange because, you know, surveys are supposed to fill that gap of letting you know, you know, when a customer is unhappy, but nobody ever expects a phone call and the business never calls you back. It's really a one-way street. I'm giving you my time. I'm giving you my energy to give you, you know, my opinion. You know, everybody feels like it's going into a black hole just for data crunching. So somebody can say, hey, we raised our customer satisfaction. When in mm -hmm. fact, you know, if you have a 20% dissatisfaction rate, what are you doing for that 20%? And that's really where we fill the gap of what happens when a customer is in your place of business, is having a bad experience and wants to communicate with somebody and can't find a manager. Mm -hmm. Most people won't walk around looking for a manager. They'll just leave and not come back or leave, like, like we said, leave a negative review. Mm -hmm. So there's really a gap of opportunity to take care of that customer in real time. Yeah, the real time being the key here. Well, I love on your website, Adam, that there literally is a how it works page. I can't tell you how many of these sort of magic apps we hear about and we go, I really don't know how it works. And you go on it and I can't sign up or I can't register. It sounds like you've made it pretty simple. I love the step-by-step -step process, but maybe you could give us an overview of literally how does this work? Yeah, so we make it very simple. We actually don't have an app. Customer never has to download anything. It's a QR code, which everybody's gotten really accustomed to, you know, the pandemic kind of pushed that to the forefront with touchless stuff. But really the 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 unlocking of may, what made QR codes very popular is of integration to the phone's camera. So now everybody knows how they can just, you know, point their camera at a QR code, it picks it up. And then our QR codes automatically take you to a site that's branded to that customer. It's their own site. For example, at American Airlines Center, we have tellaac.com. So when they scan that code, it goes to a specific page. They can put in whatever their issue is. And then as soon as they submit, they can be anonymous if they want. But we find that over 95% of our feedbackers, as we call them, want a response. They want that two-way engagement. So they'll put in their name, their phone number. And once they submit, it sends management a, uh, a notification. If a manager has our app for the business on their phone or behind a computer, they can also get a text message and they can instantly respond to that customer and that customer gets a response via text message on their phone. So now that opens up that dialogue. It's super simple. We even have a patent pending on something what we call trigger codes that that code is already pre-populated with information. So if you're, let's say, in a men's restroom at a business or an arena and you see that the bathroom, how many times have you walked into a bathroom and there's no paper towels and you're walking out wiping your hands on your pants, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to walk around and find somebody, hey, you need more paper towels. And chances are, even if you do tell them, they're not going to go find somebody that has the paper towels. So how do we get information from 
you know, that restroom to the person that can go get the paper towels and put them in there. So the QR codes are already loaded with the rest with the restrooms location. And it's already pre-populated with the words, the paper towels are out in the paper towel holder. Of course, you can add and say, hey, the sink is overflowing or the toilet's running or whatever it is. But it's incredible how people love engaging with something that's super simple, scanning a QR code, putting in what the issue is, and boom, submit, and you're, and, you, and, and you're done. And you help that business. You walk back half an hour later, use the restroom again, and boom, there's paper towels. It's like magic. Love that. So we really, there is a new metric that's being really uh, watched. It's called Customer Effort Score, CES, that says that the easier it is that you make it for a customer to engage with your brand, the more loyal they are because they love that interaction. We really push that button of, you know, I need something and I need something now. Not only can I tell you about it, but I can get a response letting you know it's been taken care of. Well, and we've been talking about some of these industries that are natural. We we think of intuitively restaurants, you know, auto service, retail stores. But uh, again, your website lists a few unique industries and, and locations that I wouldn't have thought about, like medical facilities and parks and recreation. I mean, imagine being at a park and leaving, a, you know, a question, a review, an issue, or at a medical facility. I don't think I've ever been asked, how was your experience at the clinic? Yeah, exactly. So what are the things that... Uh, we're really pushing for is opening that engagement platform, especially, you know, I've got six kids, so I'm always somewhere in a park once a week. And, you know, a lot of times I'll go, the water fountain's not working or the porta potty is full and, you know, really smells or something like that. You know, nobody really wants to call anybody anymore. We have a 311 service here in Dallas that, you know, by the time you're talking to somebody, it's, you know, you got to be on hold for about six or seven minutes. Mm -hmm. People don't have time for that. If you can put a QR code throughout the park and we've got several parks that are launching our platform and say, hey, there's a swing broken or there's a sprinkler head that's, you know, leaking or anything that makes that, you know, that park needs attention. Instead of having, you know, personnel visit the park once a week and aimlessly walk around looking for stuff. Now you can have, you know, your your residents and visitors to your city be your eyes and ears and let you know about all kinds of issues that really matter to them and have somebody, you know, it, it opens up a ticket. They can take care of it. They can respond. Hey, Mr. Simpson, thank you for sending up a feedback last week. You'll be happy to know the swing is fixed now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's great because people never get responses to the complaints that they make. Well, and if you are trying to run a repeat business, you know, getting that kind of feedback. Well, maybe I'll go back. Maybe I'll try it again. Maybe they fixed the issue that I had a problem with. Yeah, actually, there's a, a thing called customer service paradox where it shows if you go visit a business and never have an issue, you have, you know, a certain loyalty. If you're a customer and you have a issue with that business and they take care of it quickly and efficiently and to your satisfaction, you're actually even more loyal to that business because you saw what happens when you have an issue. And that really differentiates a good business and a bad business. Did they do, did they do the right thing? And our platform not only lets you know about it, because that's really half the battle. Most customers have something that they'd like to change about a business when they walk in there, whether light bulbs out or there's a bunch of carts in the parking lot, but they just don't have the ability to really relay that information to a manager. And now with our platform, it's very easy to, to do so. We actually have our QR codes in several grocery stores. How many times have you gone to the grocery store and you go to return your cart in the parking lot and the whole cart area is like full of carts? You're not going to walk back in with your groceries and find mm -hmm. a manager. Hey, so what we do is we have the QR codes on the cart area. So when you're walking out, you just scan your phone and it automatically sends a message without you having to enter anything that says the parking lot needs attention. Please, uh, you know, please come out. 
So now you're you're letting the business know something. You can add additional information, but you know a lot of a lot of grocery stores and retail stores spend millions of dollars a year for big brands on uh, parking lot dings and dents from runaway carts. You know you can solve that very easily, or at least a majority of it, by knowing when the carts are out of control in your parking lot. Yes. Well, Adam, I want to turn the page a little bit to your own creative process. But first, uh, listeners, a reminder, uh, Adam Alfia is my guest. His company is Real-Time Feedback. And uh, Adam, I think that's your website, right? Realtimefeedback.com? That's correct, Mark. All right, perfect. Well, let's talk about uh, your own process. I mean, you've got a, a business that you're building and running. It's a family business, too. Maybe you could share a little bit about that dynamic. Yeah. So my brother and I have been uh, creating magic uh, for a long, long time. We've been in business together since 2005 when I started the concierge company Maestro. I'm more of the sales guy and, you know, creative process guy. And he's more of, you know, I think, and he builds a kind of uh, relationship, but he's been very instrumental. It's great working with your brother. You can say things that you can, you cannot say to other people and and also we we spend a lot of social time together. So we're always talking about what if scenarios and questions. And and that's really this platform feedback, real-time feedback was really born out of us being frustrated whenever we go to restaurants and see a lackluster performance from the staff or the food's bad. And, you know, a lot of times there's just not a way to engage a business. The straw that kind of broke the camel's back was actually at a Walmart my kids and I, we adopted a puppy from the pound and we got home and we forgot to get all the you know essentials, crate, dog food, et cetera. We went to a Walmart. It was late at night, like at 11. And we had a terrible experience with the cashier. She lied to me about a couple of things about how many items they can check out at the self-checkout because I needed help because we had a large crate. By the time we checked out, she was gone. And I asked the girl, I go, hey, this girl says you can't scan more than five items. And she goes, oh yeah, we can. That's, that's she, she. She's lazy. She doesn't like to work. So I found the girl you know, down the hall, like on our cell phone. And I approached and I said, why'd you lie to me? You know, you should have rung me up. <laughs> and she goes, well, you know, I, I didn't feel like doing it or something, something like that, something smart. So I said, you know what? I'm going to report you to the manager. So I took her picture and she got mad that I did that also. So the next day I had my concierge company call the manager. Finally, it took two or three days before they got him on the phone. I told him what happened. And he goes, do you have her name? And I said, not only do I have her name, I have her picture. So he goes, can you email to me with a brief description of what happened and we'll make sure we address it. And then he said something at the end of the call. He goes, man, I, I really, I'm sorry that took two or three days to get in touch with me. I go, I wish it was an easier process. And my brother and I have been talking about this forever. So the next morning I came to the office, I said, Kfir, you know, we've been talking about this forever. I think it's time to to really go ahead and uh, and start building it. And that's that's how it all started. It was uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. I was tired of being frustrated with my experiences. Yes. Well, and then there's the kind of, Look in the mirror, the physician heal thyself, the uh, sort of shoemaker, make your own shoes. What what about getting feedback from your team or your collaborators or your clients? Not to say that it's all mechanical and uh, developed as this feedback loop, but what is it about getting feedback and how do you absorb it, let it in, react to it, respond to it? Yeah. So in all of our businesses, whether it's, uh, you know, the chain of restaurant Shell Shack that we own, do we own our own building here where I'm sitting today? We've got, um, you know, 19 tenants here in the building. So if you came into this building, there's QR codes all over the place and our bathrooms and our elevators outside. If there's any issues with the building, please let management know. And I see all of those. So we get a lot of, hey, we're out of paper towels kind of stuff in the bathroom. Uh, hey, we'd like to get some, you know, new landscaping, et cetera. But even for our employees, because we have hundreds of employees throughout all of our 
all of our businesses, they always have a direct line of communication directly to me by, you know, scanning one of the QR codes or going to telemaestro.com. And that has a page where everything they know, they can send something anonymously. So employees, oftentimes, if they have a gripe or they have a compliment, they can even be anonymous. They'll send me feedback. And I, you know, when I get that, I take that personally because, you know, this is, these are my brands and I want to make sure even not only in customers, but also employees are really happy to be, you know, under our umbrella and, and doing great work. And when you give customers, when you give employees recognition, that really goes a long way. I'd say about 25% of our feedbacks that we get are actually accolades by customers about employees. And we make sure that we publish that, send the customer, the employee an email saying, hey, John, great job. Look what a customer said about you today. So I think it goes a long way. People love recognition. Yes. Well, you can't pick up a business paper or look at a business uh, site, news site, without seeing these terms like employee engagement and you know how to stop the quiet quitting and so forth. How does this keep employees, uh, both at your companies and maybe your clients' companies, how does it keep them engaged? Well, you know, a lot of a lot of employees like would like to recommend changes that would make their life and their workplace environment better. But a lot of times people are shy about raising their hand and being making a suggestion or a complaint. And a lot of times they just, you know, keep quiet. And then eventually, you know, it, it builds and they get frustrated and say, I'm leaving. Nobody, I don't have a voice in this company. But if you know that you can submit something anonymously or not anonymously, and you know that the CEO um, or your boss is going to see that, I think it really empowers employees to have a voice um, and uh, let let their employers know exactly what they think. And, you know, being anonymous, you know, right now, if you wanted to send your boss an anonymous email, there's really, other than you getting a fake email address <laughs> and going through all that, there's really no way. But if, you know, if you post, if you go into the break room and see a QR code and says, hey, we really care about your, your experience here at our company. If there's anything you want to let management know uh, anonymously, or if you want us to respond, scan this QR code and let us know exactly what you think. I think that really empowers, not only does it make that company look really good, but also it empowers that employee to to submit something. And imagine you submitting something saying, hey, I'd really like healthier snacks in the vending machine. And then two days later, you come to the vending machine and you see, you know, updated, you know, uh, healthier snacks. You go, wow, they really do care about my opinion here. So I think that really goes a long way. You know, employees want to feel like they belong in a company, that they have a voice in the company. This really goes a long way into uh, promoting that. And how is it different, I guess, or better than just the old suggestion box on the wall? I mean, anonymous is certainly a, a good advantage. How do we make sure that it's not just, well, I sent a message out, uh, that the managers and the executives really are committed to listening? So, I mean, look, it all comes back to response. If you don't submit something anonymously and you put in your name and phone number, we track in our platform, do we track how fast the response time is? The management can see who responded, when they responded. If you don't respond to somebody, we send you a text alert X amount of minutes later saying, hey, somebody submitted a feedback you didn't respond to. You get an email the next day. If you're not responding to all of your feedbacks, you get a performance report of how many people you're not responding to. So it really brings to light, go, hey, if you're asking for feedback, but you're not responding to people accordingly, it's better not to have the feedback loop at all because you're looking even worse if you're asking for people's opinion and you're not responding to them. So really, 
the suggestion box, we actually used to have a suggestion box in there. And then we did a survey about the suggestion box and we found that a lot of employees were afraid to put that in because of uh, handwriting. He, well, that's what I was thinking. You'd think it's anonymous, but I, could, yeah, uh, I yeah. can see your handwriting a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, you know, people think about that to go, oh, they're going to know who I am because they can, they can match my handwriting to somebody else, but, or to my, to my resume or whatever yes. it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So this really is a, a really closed loop system that people love using. It's so simple. It amazed me when we were building it, we said, I can't believe nobody's come up with this yet. Mm -hmm. Well, thinking ahead, Adam, and looking over the horizon, I mean, here we are really staring 2023, first quarter, you know, right in the eye. What are things that are you looking forward to? What are either new products, new developments, or even just new creative goals that you have for yourself? One of the things that we just implemented was a um, we, we realized that a lot of managers want to have a, uh, a conversation with a customer, not just through text. So they want to pick up the phone and call that customer. And a lot of times, you know, it's from their cell phone. And managers are very hesitant about calling a customer, especially an, an happy customer from their cell phone, because goes, oh, now they have my cell phone number. Anytime they need something, they're calling me. And I don't want to, you know, that's, that's not what I'm looking for. So we just built a mass call feature where managers can actually call a customer directly from their personal cell phone. And it shows a different number, kind of like uh, Uber does when you call sure. an Uber driver. Mm -hmm. It's hiding both numbers. So we built that. And the next platform that we're building is allowing a manager to actually have a recorded video that they can record on our on our app and then send that as a text message to a customer. So, you know, usually when somebody just responds to you, that's one thing. But if I had a bad experience and the manager records a video, hey, Mark, this is uh, Adam. I'm the manager here at the restaurant. Man, I appreciate your feedback. We're going to take that into consideration. Hopefully we can make that change for you next time you come visit us, come see us. And then I send that and you open that up and go, wow. I mean, how many times have you ever got a video response back from somebody for, you know, a complaint that you made? Mm -hmm. I think that shows that, you know, company really cares. It gives it a little bit more of a personal touch as getting a text message. So I think that really adds another dimension to our, to another layer of personal attention to our platform. I love that. Well, thanks for sharing both kind of the past to how it was developed and the current where the company is and the forward looking, you know, where you think the future is going. Really enjoyed our conversation, Adam. So did I. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, it's Adam Alfia from Real-Time Feedback, and the website is realtimefeedback.com. Got a great How It Works section, industry ideas, blog, all sorts of information. Follow Adam and you'll learn a lot about, to, even if you're in the service business of any kind, how feedback and how we can improve the customer and brand experience will help us. Adam's been a creative inspiration. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. And listeners, we've stamped our creative passport at DFW today. Dallas-Fort Worth was our uh, worldwide location. But we're going to continue our global travels talking to creative practitioners everywhere about how you can get inspired for new inspired thinking, how you can organize those ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and gain the confidence to launch your work out into the world. So join us again next time. I'm Mark Stinson, and we'll be unlocking your world of creativity. See you soon. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love.
Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud, the world's best creative app and services, so you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. We use Adobe to help make this podcast using Audition, InDesign, and more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's make something better, unlocking your world of creativity.